0: Hello. (laughs) Season 25 is a landmark for the view. Vice President Kamala Harris will be Step off. Step off. Anna and uh and And we're gonna read back later. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh no! TV show The View. We're following breaking news. Breaking news from the set of ABC's The View. There was a
0: COVID scare this morning ahead of Vice President Kamala Harris's scheduled appearance.
1: Two co-hosts of The View have just tested positive for coronavirus. Coronavirus
0: hits a popular daytime talk show. hosts Sunny Hostin and Anna Navarro were abruptly pulled off the show. So what's new? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. <laughs>
2: what i thought was really beautiful was when they were teasing the beginning of season 25 in the promo of them all reuniting on set for the first time Mm. and they held up cupcakes and they said for you barbara
3: Mm. (laughs) a toast a cupcake toast
4: welcome to deja the view this is for my girls. Oh
3: my god! Welcome. For
4: the
2: first time in a year and a half, the co-hosts of Deja the View are
4: reuniting <laughs> on the stage. The View might be back in studio, but Deja <laughs> the View is not.
3: It literally only in this moment occurred to me that we could have recorded this all in one room together. <laughs> We're just not. <laughs>
4: It just occurred to me that for a year and a half, we've been talking about how Whoopi is going to refuse to go back to the studio because she got way too comfortable at home, and we were bitching and complaining about that. And then it turns out that we
2: we're doing
3: we exactly were that. the same.
2: Yeah, but we're back. It's our first episode of the historic season twenty-five. But you may have noticed that the season premiered oh about two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and i want the readers at home to know that it's not we were not trying to neglect you
3: no we weren't it wasn't a punishment
2: no everyone has been very good <laughs> you all did your homework and we're very proud of you and we love you all however there's been a lot of scheduling difficulties and it's something that we we did see coming this year but we I didn't want to tell anyone about this until we were certain um how rocky things were going to be. But basically, <laughs> I what happened is I went to school full-time in September, and so I just have not had any days off. It's been I tried to do an episode the first week of the view during the premiere, but it didn't mm-hmm. work for everyone else's schedule, and then after that, nothing n- nothing ever worked again for anyone's schedule.
3: Yeah.
4: It barely works right now. Yeah.
3: You've been rising and grinding too hard. And as they say, you girl bossed too close to the sun and we all paid for it.
2: Yeah. So I just literally have been working really hard. I'm a full time student. I'm taking seven courses. I'm working also part time. So it's just been really hard to have a chance to hop on the mic, which makes me really sad because there is nothing I would love more than to be able to do this weekly if I could Mm -hmm. but we just haven't been able to so this is really the first chance that we're getting to get together to talk about this new season of The View and I'm hoping like going forward we'll be able to make it work but I can't promise that we're going to be able to do it bi-weekly but I can promise you that every chance that we do get we will be there and we will be talking about it. Mm -hmm. You best believe
4: we're going to talk about it.
2: So yeah, is that clear? Does everyone understand what's happening here? We're doing our best.
4: I'm still not so clear, but yeah. We're going to try
2: to release episodes as often as possible. Mm -hmm. But please bear with us during this time of personal growth where (laughs) I try to further my education this year.
3: Yeah, Kevin is deep into his Saturn return. And so this is a year of growth for him. Um, For me, it's a year of uh, receding hairline. (laughs) (laughs) And so if I'm not present for an episode, it's because I um, left the Rogaine on for too long.
4: Joe Rogaine.
3: (laughs) Um, But thank you, (laughs) Joe Rogaine. (laughs) But thank you, um, thank you for sticking with us, despite not knowing whether a new episode would pop up at any time. Thank you.
2: Mm -hmm. So if uh, no one else in the class has any questions, we (laughs) will dive into what is going to be a catch-up episode for us. There's been a lot in the last two months, so what we are going to do is treat this episode like a little bit of a, a review little midterm review Mm -hmm. and then we will drop another episode right after this of some of the more recent
4: developments in the view it's been a historic two months on the view and i almost felt like cramming for this episode i was like oh my god i this is we're truly cramming for a history lesson because So much has happened and they've marked the 25 year anniversary. So um, I don't know if I would say spectacularly, but like they've marked it. That's for sure. And then other stuff has happened (laughs) that's historic, like the COVID moment, Mm -hmm. which we won't get into now. But, you know, it's been big. Yeah. There's a lot to cover. I've never
3: crammed like this in my life. It's
4: like not just greatest hits of two months. It's greatest hits of The View. Yes. Yes.
2: So first things first, the View co-hosts reunited in studio for the first time. They walked out together with a live studio audience and they just chatted. And for me, I thought it felt like doing drugs. It was (laughs) so nice. And one thing I didn't expect, like we knew that they were going to return to the studio, but I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that they were going to actually have a studio audience. Mm. And that has, that was a really like unexpected added nice element to the show that we haven't had for so long. It's actually so crazy. Like hearing the audience react to mm-hmm. the things that the co-hosts say it's it just it feels that first week watching the show at home i just was like on cloud nine it was
4: the happiest <laughs> i had been in so long and they were having fun i felt like they were bringing back days of hot topics they were bringing back fun hot topics it was like i think the percentage of political hot topics versus random hot topics was finally starting to like equal out because in the last season it was just all politics and it was like not even interesting politics. It was like why this wouldn't even make it on The View in a, on a slow news day like three years ago. What is this doing as a hot topic? And so they were finally just like, I feel like they've found the right rhythm again after a long time of not having that.
2: They opened the show with a skit for goodness sakes. <laughs> <laughs> When have they done something like that in the last, like, five years? On a non-Halloween
4: yeah. episode.
2: I could not yeah. believe. And was it was it the greatest skit I've ever seen? <laughs> no. But I was like, they are trying. Like, they are trying. They know that they need to celebrate this season and they Mm -hmm. are trying and so they did this little skit where the co-hosts were joking about uh having to wear pants now yes and the funny thing was that like they all were wearing pants (laughs) except for sarah who was wearing shorts so they were like ladies you have to put on pants we're live in studio again but then you Mm -hmm. look down and like they're all wearing pants Yeah,
3: Joy was wearing like Free City sweatpants. I was like, what like L word, like Los Angeles (laughs) power couple are you a part of that you're wearing these Free City sweatpants?
2: But they did do some things like they put together a little montage of co-hosts and Barbara saying take a little time to enjoy the view. They did a little roundup of the views impact in pop culture. And when they sat down at the table, Whoopi gave some stats about the view, saying that there's been 22 co-hosts plus an Anna Navarro, 10 (laughs) tables, four co-hosts had babies, three hosts have left and come back, and Whoopi Mm. begins to list that it was Joy, Sarah, and yeah...
0: Three hosts left and then came back. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them are sitting here. That's right. <laughs> Joy and Sarah and, yeah. And, and somebody, we, who is who was the third one? Uh, Rosie. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Joy knew. She knew what she was doing.
3: It's, like, funny how we're finally getting mentions of Rosie, but it's also, like, exactly the way that I thought it would be, <laughs> where they're, like oh yeah Rosie
4: (laughs) yeah it's been weird because I feel like with the with the flashback Fridays and bringing back former co-hosts and having a podcast where the current co-hosts talk to the past co-hosts I feel like in the beginning it was like almost a question of whether or not Rosie would be involved or a question of when Rosie would be involved Mm -hmm. and with every passing mention of Rosie's name it's like Well, she's never going to do it now.
2: Well, yeah. She even tweeted when they were teasing the Flashback Friday. She even tweeted. They were like, who's going to be coming? And she said, not me.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It's become, like, mythological. It's like, um, Nessie.
2: (laughs) They sat down and talked about their summers and Sunny mentioned that she spent hers at Sag Harbor uh, Mm. and at Martha's Vineyard Joy talked about finishing her play and how she had two readings Mm -hmm. and at one of them she got um, stoned from a weed gummy
0: (laughs) so so I go to the reading and I go to the reading and it's like everything is so loud all of a sudden And everything is, I had to leave. I had such a headache, I went out into the yard and I called my friend Susie up and <laughs> I started rambling and talking about how loud everything was and how I'm worried about that. She said to me, what, what did you do? I said, well, I took the tea to, she goes, you're stoned, you idiot. <laughs> In the same conversation, they t- talked about
3: Joy getting stoned from a weed gummy and Sunny not being able to attend the play because she got two day drums. <laughs>
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like exactly why I'm so happy that they returned to asking each other about their summer when they come away (laughs) for two months or whatever. Because you'll remember it wasn't that long ago that we were opening the season by asking Sarah Huckabee about her summer (laughs) rather than having the co-host talk to each other, which is what we want to see. That was
3: like the darkest period of time (laughs) and that was the era of people throwing zoom happy hours
2: (laughs) and if this is the type of content that we get when we just allow the co-host to talk to each other then i then we need to stop doing hot topics and just sit them down and say talk about your weekend because yeah
4: and even Whoopi joined in and Whoopi like usually avoids the question like usually when it's a how is your Break, or how was your week off, or how was your summer break? It's like Whoopi goes around the table and forces everyone to tell them. And then when it comes to Whoopi, she says, Well, we got to go to break. And you never mm-hmm. find out about Whoopi. But Whoopi had a whole story about going to Italy and like seeing fish and all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so it was like really nice to see. I felt like I could sense from Whoopi that she was happy again to see people.
2: Yeah. Even Sarah uh, talked a little bit about um, drinking gin and tonics all Mm -hmm. night with her friends. In
3: her happy place, Maine.
2: (laughs) Isn't it
4: Idaho?
3: Her second happy place that she mentioned was Maine. I thought
4: Sarah's was funny because it was like, Sunny was like, I had a summer on the bluffs. And Joy was like, I took a weed gummy. And Whoopi was like, I went to Italy. And Sarah was like, and we had takeout food in Idaho. (laughs) Yeah, but I also love that she said she was like
2: the the gin and tonics to me. Like I loved hearing that that is her go to drink.
3: She said that that's what gives her the energy to be able to wake up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> I was like, I've been doing everything wrong.
2: So that other noteworthy new things with this season is our prayers were answered, and they shot a new intro. Mm. Oh my god! And not only that they started using this new theme song and I had I don't recall ever hearing this but apparently the theme song they're using which is called this is for my girls <laughs> it's a song that was created by Michelle Obama and Whoa. it what? featured an Whoa. all-star lineup of singers like Kelly Rowland Kelly Clarkson anyone named Kelly uh I think Chloe and Hallie were in it it had Missy Elliott uh in it as well oh my god So, yeah, it was this huge, like, collaboration, like, reminiscent of the Stand Up For Mm, Cancer featuring. I was
3: thinking, like, Stand Up For Cancer meets um, Lady Marmalade. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Meets the price as is As long right. as
2: Beyonce's short wig is present, I'm here for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what that song was. So it's not like an original song that was created for the show, but they were playing a version that seemed to be more stripped down because I didn't hear like a hundred different singers in it. Uh-huh. And they didn't talk about it right away. But then uh, after like a couple of weeks, they revealed that the song that they're using is sung by Brandy. And Nicole Scherzinger.
4: I don't know about two that. Two
2: of my all-time favorite vocalists.
4: <laughs> it wasn't it... Which one? Brandy or Nicole? Two of two my, of my all the all-time both. favorite vocalists. So I was busy talking over you. But... I thought that the story was they had one song, one version of the song for the first couple weeks, and then they replaced it with the Brandy and Nicole version.
2: I think there might have been some drama around that, or like, <laughs> maybe not drama. Drama's probably not the right word, but maybe some like last minute ness of mm-hmm. acquiring the song. Yeah. And perhaps they did have to replace it. I'm not sure. But the version that we have landed on is featuring <laughs> Brandy and Jenny McCarthy's co-star from The Masked Singer, <laughs> Nicole Scherzinger.
3: It did feel like there was a soft launch before the Brandy and Nicole. Before the one hard came out. launch. There was. Before the hard launch. It's funny to me that it's Brandy and Nicole. I love them both, but I feel like all I know about what I know about Nicole Scherzinger, other than being one of the best hosts of The Masked Singer, is that she famously doesn't perform well with others (laughs) it's interesting that like they weren't like oh let's just have brandy sing it or like let's just have nicole sing it i'm not complaining i'm i'm happy that they happened i'm just a little bit like incredulous that it did happen i would
4: say it's definitely a very strange duo like, it's unexpected. I would think
2: it's a perfect duo. <laughs> Two of the most talented women to ever walk this earth. Fantastic. It's, just, it's so vocals. strange that it
3: literally feels like you organized it.
2: <laughs> well, maybe I did. And also, I seem to be one of the only people that when this song came out, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm, like, this yeah. is for my girls. And I instantly fell in love with it because, I mean, it's for my girls. Like, that's kind of. Perfect for the show. (laughs) I think it
3: is so perfect for this season because world's gone crazy. Well, world went crazy (laughs) and it was like too traumatic to hear that song because it was like, I'm living it. I'm living it right now. I need escapism. And now this is for my girls. It's like this season, this season Is for my girls. It's
2: for my girls. And I'm ready to have that conversation. I want to talk about what is for my girls and what is not for my girls. And this season is for my girls. And that's what I'm about this season. So I instantly was like, yes, something for my girls, something for the summertime, something fun. (laughs) My issue with World Gone Crazy is I just had gotten so sick of it. And... I have heard. I saw a few people, like, in our mentions say that this is for my girls just feels a little bit too relaxed, a little bit too anticlimactic for them. Right. But my problem with World Gone Crazy is sometimes they would come back from the commercial break and I would feel like I was in a hockey rink. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. bow, bow, yes.
0: bow, bow.
2: Too much. Yeah. It honestly, and sometimes they would add in, like, a, huh. Like, do you know what I'm talking yes. about? And that yes. was not in the Mary J version. And they would come back from commercial and, ha! Like, <laughs> I hated yeah. that. So for me, like, I w- it's 11 a.m. I want to relax. I want to yeah. hear some some soft jazz
4: yeah. A it
3: was all, it was very heavy to have like world gone crazy and then the topics that they were discussing were sometimes so like dark and dystopian yes. that it was so much like think of like if you were watching Squid Game, and like there was a song that played before every scene that was like it would be Murder, world gone crazy murdering poor people. You'd be like, <laughs> I don't need that added to what I'm already experiencing. Yes,
2: yeah, I would much rather celebrate and talk about what's for my girls. And that photo shoot that they did was for my girls, that was mm. for my girls. The one of them on the roof, mm. <laughs> my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> I was like,
4: I think it's Sex the best in the promo city. photo the view's ever done. Uh, yeah.
2: Ever had.
4: Yeah.
3: I literally was like, the first images of Sarah from that photo shoot, I was literally, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> mommy, sorry. Yeah. Like, like it, I have no notes. Perfect for all and, of them.
2: And they also brought back that pose that they sometimes do where they're all hugging. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that post. My only my only little critique is I do wish that there were some with Anna, Mm. but I understand that it was probably like money and schedule related. But I also I'm not crazy about the way that they have been billing Anna as like guest co-host all the time. Yeah. I wish that they would just bill her as part time co-host or yeah, let's just say it Friday girl is here. Yeah, Yeah. they could embrace
4: Friday Girl, I think.
2: I'm noticing like every time that she co-hosts, they have to do a tweet that says our guest co-host Anna Navarro is here. But like she's in the family. Like we don't need to Mm -hmm. treat her like a guest. Like she can come in without knocking.
3: (laughs) Yeah, kind of like you, Sean. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: that's why we've stopped making announcements and apparently
4: I can
2: leave at my own will as well
4: (laughs) which I did not know and sometimes we will ask you to leave the stage (laughs) (laughs) one of the problems I think with that photo where they're linking arms though is that it's going to be a lot trickier to alter it when if and when someone leaves and someone replaces because well, you know the photo shoot then, they've been using for like two or three years one that had abby and megan in it they just were like using the same footage and yeah, using the, the antm
2: compilation where you can just yeah, yeah. uh erase someone erase. well
3: then maybe it'll force them to do a new photo shoot True. every season which wouldn't be the worst thing mm-hmm. in the world
2: which would be a very normal thing that most <laughs> talk shows, let alone the number one talk show, would do. So, yeah. um, but high praise for those for finally giving the gays and the girls what they asked for and yeah. delivering photo of the week. Best, best photo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Top two.
2: Um, the other thing that they announced that is new this season is that they are doing Flashback Fridays where they invite a former co-host or friend of the show, I guess, back to co-host for the day on Fridays with guest co-host Anna Navarro. And The way that they have been doing these is so correct. Like, the way that they have been not revealing Mm -hmm. who it is and then being like, who do you think it is? That is something that is very the view of days past that Mm -hmm. they have brought back. Like, making it a fun little game.
3: It's a reveal. I'm on I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to find out.
2: Yeah, you truly never know who it's going to be. Never. I also love that they're giving them, like, a separate walk-on. Mm-hmm. So mm. they'll come out, say hello to everyone, and then they'll play a little montage of their, like, best moments and then let yeah. them walk on to thunderous applause, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is also just so correct. And I'm happy that they're giving them, like, they're celebrating this season. Like, I... I didn't know if they could do it (laughs) like celebrate and they're showing us that they are willing and ready to celebrate and they know that it's a big deal to bring back a past co-host and that they are queen for the day and they're treating them like that.
3: Yes. And I don't, I can't recall if they've done this with like all of them, but I definitely noticed for some of them, their walk on music was like the theme song from their time. On the view oh, really? which also was just like an, another detail where I was like yes you got it
4: oh, I didn't yes. notice that but I've been in, in a really bad habit of tuning in late especially on Fridays like towards the end of the week I keep forgetting the views on and so I'll tune in late and like for example this past Friday I think Kevin had the same experience where I knew there was a guest co-host I had seen the silhouette and I was like it's either <laughs> Debbie Jedediah or Elizabeth Hasselbeck and I tuned in and I was like, oh my God, it's Elizabeth Hasselbeck. So, all of that to say, I did not see her walk out, and it wasn't Elizabeth Hasselbeck,
2: it was Debbie. <laughs>
4: I did appreciate the surprise.
2: I have the opposite problem where like my schedule, I usually finish my first class at 11 and then I don't have another one until 12. So I'm, I'm never late for the view. I'm always ready right at 11. But then sometimes I get so riled up and excited by what just happened <laughs> that I forget to go to my next class. <laughs> The only way that I would do the um, reveal of the co-host differently is they should have a rotating chair. Yeah. Mm. Like when they revealed that Elizabeth mm-hmm. had filled the seat and they had her in a chair and
4: it spun around. It would be That's great. That's how they yeah. should do so it. We should have like I- lights and smoke. Or yes. bring them out in a big gift box or a cake.
3: I think they should do like the the secret lip sync assassin thing, where it's like their yeah. silhouette, like <laughs> with smoke and dramatic music, and you're like, oh my god, could be could be Madame Laqueur, could be Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Who is it?
2: <laughs> yeah. So the first one that they did was Star, and you know they, it was great. It was they talked about nine eleven because it was either on nine eleven or close to it. And what I really liked was that Star referenced Barbara not getting enough credit for diversity and inclusion on The View. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
2: think also it resonated with me because I feel like if you look at who The View has been having, has been testing this season, it's not saying diversity and it's not saying (laughs) inclusion. So it's just interesting to hear uh, star say that was something that was very important to Barbara and then see like where we are in 2021 and they're like no only older conservative ladies.
3: Yeah. I liked when when Star was on and they were um recalling what had happened to them on September 11th and Star was talking about how she like remembered every single detail of that morning. And there was like and this was like such a little side thing but for me I thought it was so funny in like in such a um, tragic story, obviously. She was like, I remember we were. I was talking to Barbara that morning. Or we were all fighting, like all of us with Barbara, because Barbara wanted to do a story about an athlete who was having an affair at the time. And I was a very close friend of the athlete's wife. And I said, I, don't, I really don't think we need to do that story because I don't think that we should be talking about it on the air. And that's when we found out what happened. And then I was like... In retelling that story, <laughs> you just brought up your good friend's <laughs> husband's affair <laughs> unnecessarily. And it, like, reminded me of Mean Girls when she's like, I'm sorry when I told everyone about you having diarrhea at Barnes & Noble, and I'm sorry for bringing it up again
2: right now. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I that's what about stuck that. with me. <laughs> and they so they also had Lisa on and Mario Cantone stopped by...
3: Mario um. Cantone, who got a longer, like, best of <laughs> clip video before he came out than every other host. Yeah, His was a full two minutes long of best of clips. They
4: said that he'd been on 152 times or something, mm-hmm. which I feel like that beats, does that beat Amy Klobuchar? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we could see the Klobster as a Friday flashback? Co-host, yeah,
2: flashing back to the Friday prior. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, they
2: he. There was a time when I used to get really annoyed by how often he was on, Mm -hmm. but it was such a welcome return to see him here. Yeah, because it had just been so long to have like that energy, that like chaotic, gay energy. I thought it yeah, really it was, shook things up that day. It
3: was also apparently Sarah's first time witnessing comedy. <laughs> she was reacting to his jokes like I've never seen a human <laughs> act that way towards Mario Cantone, but I loved it.
2: So how is everyone feeling about the overall vibe of the show in season 25 in the absence of Megan McCain? I think
4: it's like Okay, it's been interesting, I think like for the la- for the first month, it was really lighthearted. And there was a lot of really light hot topics. And it felt like they were really excited to just riff off of each other a little bit in a way that they haven't been able to in the past couple of years because of zoom and the delay. And so that was really, really enjoyable to watch. I am finding that the rotating guest co-hosts are kind of throwing a wrench in the workings of the view because I feel like it's really hard to establish like a new dynamic when you constantly have somebody new sitting at the table. And it's like sometimes they'll be there for a few days and then you start to like get used to it. And as soon as you get used to it, they're pulled out and somebody new is put in. And it's like sometimes they're good. And sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're disappointing. Like, I really had high hopes for Essie Cup, for example, and it was just, like, didn't deliver for me. So I think they're just having a little bit of trouble. I don't want to criticize it because it's like, this is exactly what I wanted, more or less, but it is a little bit tricky to find the dynamic that I love on a day-to-day basis.
2: I see your point, but I don't necessarily... It's not a problem for me. Like, I'm finding... The show is hilarious, and I tune in every day (laughs) and I laugh. And yeah, that's what, it is a lot yeah. of fun. I'll say it, it's fun. That's what it's always been to me. Like, sure, they talk about serious things, and there's been, like, arguments and things that have been exciting over the years, but, like, overall, it's always been a really funny show. Like, that's what happens when you have Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar leading a show, or, like, that's what how it yeah. should be. <laughs> and so I feel like they've definitely gotten back to, like, a fun, happy place. And I don't really mind that they're rotating in these conservatives uh, and then just getting rid of them. And I, I I, would be fine with it if that's how it is for the whole season because I don't really want them to pick a full-time conservative. And I also don't know if 2021 can handle it based on like how hated they end up being. I don't – it might be better to just have them come in, say whatever thing they want to say, and then they leave. And maybe they come back again and then leave. I'm very okay with that. But there are moments where I understand what you're saying with the dynamic where, like, it just it's – we- it's weird to have, um, like, Condoleezza Rice celebrating
4: Sunny's birthday. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think it would be, like – it would be better if – because sometimes they're just – one day, sometimes there are two days, sometimes there are three days. I would like a week maybe, or like at least Monday to Thursday with the person because I feel like, especially when they're just one day, like um, who's been a one day? Condoleezza Rice, was Cindy McCain just a one day? Mm-hmm. You You sort of like waste a segment or two just interviewing the person who's supposed to be there just co hosting. And so then there's, like, you never really establish the co-host dynamic. But it's the like, next
2: time, like, the next time Cindy McCain comes back, the, no interview. Like, we, and the next time Vanessa yeah, Bayer you know comes back, be no interview. interview. You just get right into interview. it, because she's already yeah. been
4: there. Agreed. Well, let's put that forward in the comment section of The View. <laughs> I But I do see agree with what you're saying, because, like,
2: Sarah also had a birthday, and she celebrated it with Carly... I always want to say her name wrong. Ray Jepson. Carly Fiorini, but I always want to say Fiorina, and I don't know which one is correct.
3: I think it's... Is it... I don't know. Don't look at me.
2: I thought it was Fiorina. But, like, Sarah had a birthday that was, like, this over-the-top, like, weird, mean (laughs) girls thing where... Uh Damian from Mean Girls came out and sang Beautiful by Christina Aguilera to her. And he
3: sang the he sang like the whole, whole thing. Song. Like I thought they were going to cut off after the first line cuz it was like just for Like gags. we get the joke. Yeah, I thought it was just a, a funny joke. He did the whole thing, which then at first I was like a little bit annoyed and then it flipped back around and I was like yeah, I actually love this. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> But it's so funny to just have Carly sitting there, like just a normal day in her yeah. life. <laughs> Whereas, like the other four, it's like, okay, we're doing a funny bit for Sarah. we all know it reminds me
3: of like when you're having a birthday party and let's say you invite like five you're you're doing like a special thing for your birthday and you invite like your five best friends and like one of them brings like their boyfriend or girlfriend and then there's like this stranger you don't know that well who's now involved in like one of the most memorable events of your (laughs) life
2: (laughs) yes someone's mom is there and we hired a drag queen and the Mm. mom has never Mm. seen one before and she's just taking it all (laughs) in.
4: (laughs) This was Carly's party.
2: It's also so important to point out that when uh, Damien from Mean Girls gifted Sarah a shirt that said you go Sarah Mm. Coco, Sarah proclaimed... I used to play on a gay volleyball league named
4: Go Glenn Coco. I
3: didn't think I didn't hear I gay, did not hear I the word like, gay. I was blackout on joy at that time, so I don't know. I
4: didn't hear the word gay. I thought just volleyball. I
2: rolled it back to listen to it again because I was like, did she really say gay?
4: Oh, maybe it's because I muted the word gay on my <laughs> computer. <laughs> you both served <laughs> You realize I
0: played on a gay volleyball league called You both?
4: Coco, yes, oh, <gasps> uh, she did.
3: What the frick did
4: Sarah accidentally come what out? The
3: f- fudge, <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, well, while we're here talking about birthdays, can we also just say on Sunny's birthday celebration with Condoleezza Rice, and they surprised her with a bunch of fashion from
4: Sergio Hudson.
2: I just want to say the. Her reaction to it, this like voice that she started doing was incredible and she should <laughs> do it more often.
4: No, you did
0: it! Yes! So you <laughs> no, know that's better than
4: Italy! And then she goes, You know I love fashion. Oh my God. It's almost an Oprah voice. <laughs>
3: yeah. I know. <laughs> The thing that like drew my focus at that point was that <laughs> all the three mannequins that they brought out had Sunny's face. <laughs> they had taped yeah. cardboard cutouts of only her face on the mannequins.
4: I thought it was highly unusual.
2: <laughs> Anyways, overall, I think the show is in a really, really good place again and it makes me happy to tune in and watch it and I feel grateful for every mm-hmm. episode and I think like last season made me forget like why I even watch and this season I'm like oh yeah this is a perfect show again yeah
3: I remember us like complaining about how it was someone's birthday and they like didn't do anything they didn't even like send an edible arrangement to the person's house and now we're getting 3 birthday mm-hmm. celebrations. Joy's was less less of less of a to-do, but they still had cake.
4: They still set the table on fire.
3: <laughs> they still set off pyrotechnics on the table. And so I'm like, I can't I have no complaints about it because they're doing exactly what I wanted, which was just to celebrate every occasion.
2: Yeah. Okay, so we have some voice memos and little requests and things from listeners because i put out a call to people to tell us what we need to get caught Uh up on so here is one from at y.bloom
1: hi deja the view um i'm a long-time listener first time voice note sender um i wanted to get your opinion about sort of the shift in the political, cultural views of the panel since Megan's absence. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like, especially with that conversation they had about the abortion law in Texas, that Sonny seemed to come out as like much more conservative, um, and like more religious in her viewpoint. Um, I know that that's sort of how she felt, but it seems like when Megan was on the panel, she had to be be a bit more of a counterbalance to Megan's kind of real extremism about right-wing politics. even though I don't agree with Sunny's views about abortion, I do like seeing this more authentic side of her. Um, it feels like she's being a little more honest in her opinions, whereas I think because she's one of the strongest debaters on the panel, she often had to balance out Megan. So yeah, that's kind of what I've noticed, and I wonder what you guys think. Sending love from Baltimore.
3: Good morning, Baltimore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to know about Sunny. Because Sonny's like pol- mm-hmm. true political views may be coming to the surface a bit more in the absence of Megan, because Megan obviously took up a lot of space on that panel when it came to
4: anything conservative. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that when they started that abortion topic, Whoopi sort of like prefaced it by saying like, I know Sonny, you're pro-life and Sunny made this face, like Sunny pulled back and made kind of like an uncomfortable face. And I was like, oh, what's coming here? Like, this isn't going to be good news. And then Sonny did kind of take like a more conservative stance than she has in the past. I feel like it's because in the past she has been sort of like on the defense from Megan, mm-hmm. who knew that Sonny was pro-life and tried to, in a way, use it against Sonny or use it as a way of undermining Sonny's argument, which has always been that, like, Sonny's argument is, like, I'm pro-life, but I also, like, respect that the law allows for people who want an abortion to get an abortion, and I'm not going to, like, actively fight that. Like, Megan, you are, for example. And so I felt like Sonny always had to lean uh more progressive on the issue than she actually believed in order to like fend that off Mm -hmm. so it was like interesting especially when
2: megan would say things that were like factually wrong about it
4: infanticide
3: yeah like i i feel like what you're saying and what the listener was saying like i it seems like sunny so often was like keeping Megan in check and, like, fact-checking her that we didn't even get to get, like, Sonny's real opinion about it. And now mm-hmm. Sonny can tell us her real opinion about it.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And Sonny has always been pro-life or anti-abortion, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Before Megan was even on the show, Sonny was very open about that. But with Megan on the panel, it definitely could. It seemed to have gotten forgotten by a lot of people, (laughs) but I don't feel like Sunny's view on it is like terribly problematic because she really isn't trying to like stand in anyone's way, and I think she has like such um, nuanced opinions about her faith too that especially makes me respect her even though she has this view on abortion she has multiple times criticized the catholic Mm -hmm. church so it's like i know she is so intelligent and has a perspective that has nuance to it rather than just being like well my faith doesn't allow it because like let's face it the catholic church is not really pro-life when you think about it Yeah,
4: what I like about it, and I guess is exactly what you're saying, is that I get the sense that Sunny has come to this opinion, which I disagree with. I feel that she has come to that opinion by criticizing the opinion. She has actually thought about it and considered it, and it's not just what was fed to her, where I feel like so many uh, conservative co-hosts of this show like Megan, like Elizabeth, for example, like Candace, sort of believe something because they've been told that it's the right thing to believe. I feel like Sunny has shown us in other ways that she questions what the church tells her and like questions what her parents taught her and comes to her own conclusion. So I can kind of like, I can respect this from her even if I disagree with her on what her opinion is.
2: Sunny has some like, more conservative values. And I don't mean, like, politically necessarily. Yeah. But just She's a in traditionalist. terms of, like, yeah, yes, that would be the way of putting it. Like, when she talks about her views on, like, relationships mm. and marriage and stuff, it's, it is very traditional. And, like, that's just her. And I feel like another topic that it kind of came out a little bit was when they were talking about Monica Lewinsky yeah. mm-hmm. and they were having this discussion about like, was Monica Lewinsky one of the first victims of cancel culture? And it was almost just kind of assumed on the panel that everyone was going to be like, of course, like we are team Monica, like this poor girl mm-hmm. got wrapped up into this like abuse of power and blah, blah, blah. But Sonny's opinion on it was so much more like, well, She willingly had this affair, so there were consequences, and I feel like that was like kind of another example of Sunny just maybe having like a little bit more traditional view on certain social things.
3: It's funny because she is so like this is for my girls and like so like like supportive of other women, but when it comes to like specifically relationship stuff, she's been very open about being like if you mess with my husband it's over for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that kind of like comes out when they're talking about this stuff where like Sarah was very much like, how could, how could society be like so uh, horrible towards Monica? And Sarah said it reminded her of like the way that um, society treated Brittany and stuff. And then like Sonny is like, no, she knew fully what she was doing. So it's just, it kept, it kept me on my toes guys. <laughs> Because I didn't see it coming, really. Yeah.
4: I think that the way that the hot topic was written was dumb. Like, they're so <laughs> obsessed with making cancel culture a hot topic. Monica Lewinsky wasn't canceled. Did she go through something horribly traumatic where, like, there was an abuse of power? Mm-hmm. And uh, and did she make decisions in that that were not great decisions that maybe she could have avoided? Yeah, that's all. Like, there's a complicated question there, but it's not... Was Monica Lewinsky canceled? Did it change the trajectory of her career? Yes. But did she get canceled? No. And I think like with, in Megan's absence,
2: like it actually is make, these discussions are so much more nuanced and like they're things that you can kind of sink your teeth into Mm -hmm. a little bit. And like um, it's not so like black and white. There's a lot of gray discussion going on. And I think like you see that, especially with Sarah. She's never saying anything that is like, super offensive mm-hmm. but there's things where I'm like uh, like I don't know if that's right Sarah and it's just such a difference from like just screaming and not being able to talk
3: yeah i feel like so to your point about Sarah i feel like there have been times like recently where she has been saying things where you're like oh i didn't necessarily see that coming from you like when they were talking about the education the topic of should a government like, uh, offer free higher education to everyone? And Sarah's point was like, no, and was a little bit of like, it should be merit-based and it should be on like a, who, who financially needs it and who doesn't need it. And we can't just offer it to everyone, which isn't that's also not like a radical like idea that i wouldn't say that that's necessarily like a conservative idea because i feel like a conservative idea would be like absolutely not everyone must pay (laughs) like pull your bootstraps up but when she presented that argument and sunny and joy were like are you crazy it was like then they got her to think about it and i could see the like wheels turning and her being like wait is that what i like I, I mean, I, f- I feel like she's like open to being like, huh, interesting idea.
2: I didn't really feel like she was changing her mind in that moment. I felt like she was like getting annoyed because <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like there were some equivalencies that Joy and Sunny kept trying to make at Sarah mm-hmm. with like the free lunch discussion like should kids have all kids have free lunch or not joy kept saying well if you believe that only people who need free college should get free college then you also think that kids uh only kids who need free lunch should have free lunch Mm -hmm. and was like kind of twisting her words a bit
0: lunch is different food is the most basic need education is something that i think you should want to pursue and we should make it somewhat of a, a It's a one lane. It's not a one-size-fits-all. I think education is a human right as well. It is, yeah. And according to your argument, you know, according to your argument, only the kids who need the lunch should get the lunch. And I say everyone gets the same lunch.
2: I just felt like they both kind of, like, they really got her that day, and I felt like it was just Sarah being, like, frustrated that her like she didn't really get to express where she thought where she landed on that
4: but on that day i was like damn they're (laughs) eating sarah alive out there
2: yeah
4: (laughs) i feel like because i listened to the behind the table where sarah talks to candace and raven and sarah said something that i thought was like kind of illuminating where she said You know, sometimes you go in and there's hot topics and you're like, I have nothing to I don't have an opinion on this topic and I have nothing that I want to say. And then I have to come up with something to say that's going to like make me stand out and have it be worth saying on, you Mm -hmm. know, like daytime television television that is going to be watched by millions of people so you have to like come up with a topic and be ready to back it when you don't even necessarily have a strong opinion yeah and I feel like there's these moments where Sarah falters in her view and I feel like it might be because it's just a topic she hasn't thought enough about or really hasn't affected her in a way that she cares strongly about it and so I think someone like Sunny or Joy can see that fault line in her argument and just like go in and like break yeah break her down it
2: wasn't like nasty or vicious mm. though but no. it was just like an exciting it was just like a good discussion and they were like figuring it out together yeah. it's just that unfortunately sometimes you have to go for the applause lines <laughs> and joy really <laughs> set it up yeah. and sunny dunked it in and it was just like it was a great segment but it didn't go sarah's way Um, We have another voice memo from Caleb.
4: Okay, I have a question for you guys, and it's
2: simple. Why does everyone have Rosie's name in their mouth? No one will shut up about Rosie.
4: They're being mean at times. Are they just mad because she wouldn't come do their podcast or, like, work on Friday? I don't know. Thoughts? Now, I don't know
2: either. Like, what is with this? Like, it they're fooling themselves that they think that they can do Flashback Fridays and a behind the table podcast without Rosie. I know. So, why aren't they kissing her ass more?
3: Well, the one thing that really like so when they first brought up Rosie when they were talking about the the um fired host who had come back, that I was like, okay, it's kind of expected. What didn't what I didn't expect was when. Whoopi uh, was like, so they were starting a new segment, and a piece of confetti fell from the ceiling. And Whoopi was like, Wendy Williams voice, "What was that?" Uh, and then Joy said, "It's leftover confetti from the Rosie years." And I was like, Wait. "Where? How is that the first thing where your mind went? Like, that's where your <laughs> ours would go. But how is like, that where Joy Joy's
2: wants? Goes? Joy is keeping the memory of Rosie alive yeah. at the table." And then they also like so we haven't really mentioned much the behind the table podcast because I think we'll just we're not going to talk about it in these episodes and we'll just talk about we'll do like a separate episode about them at a later time. Mm -hmm. But they were teasing the Nicole Wallace episode and uh, where Whoopi and her talk about Rosie, Mm -hmm. which is mind blowing and they specifically used that clip about Nicole saying that she's, like, was scared of Rosie. It's making it sound like there's a big issue between them, but it's actually been resolved since. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but that's how a tease were. But <laughs> what I thought was even crazier is after they showed that clip, the ladies at the table, like, were reflecting on it. And they were all just like, wow, like, Rosie does have big feelings, doesn't she?
0: <laughs> I want to hear that one. Rosie O'Donnell is a force of nature. Yes, yeah. she is a force of nature. I love that nature. description. She has really big feelings. I have friends with really big feelings. Yeah. And well, you, you do have to learn how to navigate yeah. folks like yes, that. Yes, you do.
3: It did feel, when she said that, it felt a little bit like, um, has anyone had the chicken? I thought the chicken was lovely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. I did like that Joy said, Rosie O'Donnell is a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a voice memo from Corey.
4: Hi, Deja of the View. Based on what you've seen with all the guest co-hosts, who do you think will get the seat? And who would you like to see get the seat or be a guest co-host? Okay, who would you like to see and who have you liked? That would be... I had really high expectations for se Cup and I thought she disappointed a little bit because I think se Cup's name has been thrown around for years as a potential replacement for Megan and I just feel like maybe she's not conservative enough anymore and I don't really know what that means anymore because like it's like is is overly conservative just Trumpian well I I, mean I think that points to like the greater issue of like why are they testing all of these
2: conservatives yeah
4: yeah And so I was, like, a little disappointed by her. But the one that sticks out in my mind is, like, one of the first ones, Mary Catherine Gallagher Hamm. (laughs) Do you mean Vanessa Bayer? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought she was awful. And I was like, who is this woman? Why are we letting her sit at the table? And she did it, like, two or three days. And she had, like, that really cringy moment that we tweeted, (laughs) But honestly, looking back, she's kind of iconic, and I'd love to see her back. She was giving me, like, really big Abby vibes. She was the most memeable, probably. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. She
3: was, like, Abby with a couple Red Bulls in her.
2: Yeah. Is there anyone that you liked, Marie?
3: No. <laughs> like, the only person who I thought was a good fit was ebony k-, k williams and i don't think that she's not a conservative well she is well, she voted for trump she's, but she uh,
2: did she she I, says she identifies as a left-leaning independent but i didn't know about she the voted trump for thing. trump in
3: 2016 um but so i think that she would fit like basically being a conservative quote-unquote but it's like but i don't think that she's conservative enough for what they're looking for so my answer mm-hmm. is no no one I,
2: I, I also, like, yeah, my answer is none of them, like, because they don't even fit the criteria of what they should be looking for, which is a young person, <laughs> and none of them yeah. have been young, like, I don't think any of them have been even in their 30s, and nothing against older women like that's great that the panel is older but they desperately need a young person they're so out of touch on so many things yeah
3: they're painting themselves into a corner by like not having someone who can like have um who can have a more like educated point of view with regards to like trans and even gay topics like they don't even have a gay person
2: (laughs) Like, they didn't even talk
4: about the Chappelle thing at mm. Netflix. Yeah. Well, it's like, look at the Monica Lewinsky topic and the way that joy in that topic went straight to, like, Hillary. well, because of what happened with Bill Clinton, because of what Bill Clinton did, it gave Trump the ammunition he needed to beat Hillary Clinton mm. and, like, rob us of a great president, Hillary Clinton. And it's like, okay, well, so you're criticizing Bill Clinton for having the affairs. And then you're saying that Hillary lost because Trump brought his accusers to a debate. Like there was way more that happened Mm -hmm. that caused Hillary to lose. And if we want to start being critical of, you know, people having inappropriate behavior who are presidents, like we're not talking about Joe Biden still. Like we're still not going to mention Joe Biden's accusers, you know? yeah. so it's just like, yeah, it's it's it, we just like need somebody who's going to speak truth to the democratic, yeah, it's crazy that they're
2: not they're not even playing around with like having someone who's like le very left mm-hmm. on the panel. They haven't even had one person, so it's definitely not even something that they're remotely considering, <laughs> yeah, and they also have not had anyone that is like relatively young so they're also clearly not even considering that so i don't know why they're doing this i don't think it's the best choice and that's also why i'm very okay with them just having guest co-hosts and not choosing someone permanently yeah this is another we have a voice memo from amen Hi, Deja The View. This is Eamon from Dallas, Texas. Um, Long-time listener, first-time voicemailer. I have two questions. One, uh, even though they didn't decide to go with you guys' superior idea of not having a conservative as the fifth co-host, of the ones that they have had on so far, who do you think has done the best? Also, my second question is, I remember when Megan announced that she was leaving the show, um, Billy Eichner tweeted that he would finally be able to come back on the show. Um, So of the people that we can assume were on the don't call, uh, don't appear list um, while Megan was there, who are you excited that we may get to see uh, come back on the show? Um, Thanks for taking my call and uh, have a great show. Um, Okay, so we kind of already talked about the conservative host things. And I don't know if I said, like, we will do a definitive ranking at a later date, but not mm-hmm. not yet. And I also feel like Gretchen Carlson was probably one of the best ones, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, <laughs> as far as who has been banned that can now come back, well, Sherry, Sherry Shepard <laughs> Elizabeth Hasselbach, the cast of Queer Eye, Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, probably lots of people. Denise.
1: Oh my god. Den-
2: abby
4: huntsman <laughs> <laughs> the only co-host to be bullied out of her job
3: i think i missed something why wasn't billy eichner allowed to go on because of megan
2: i think i recall him
4: tweeting at her okay like after one of her things right
3: one of her many things
4: they can have um Kristen bartlett on who was the one who said, Megan, we live in the same building, it's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh my god. We are gonna talk about Megan's book in our other episode, and that definitely comes up in the book.
3: Oh my god.
2: Okay, so the the other big thing that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet is this COVID scare that happened on Kamala Day. This day in view history that will live on forever. They were pumping up this interview that they had secured with Vice President Kamala Harris. It was... I think Whoopi led up to it by saying, like, this is a historic season, and that's why we're going to make history with having the first female vice president on.
3: In terms of, like, comedy writing, you couldn't have (laughs) written this to be any more, like, mind-blowing and unbelievable. The fact that they were talking it up for so long that it was going to be this monumental huge entire thing and then for it and to it fall apart like at the very last second it was it was like veep it felt like an episode of veep it was it was veep
4: we're going to make history we're going to have we're going to have wrong we're making history <laughs> this week and they did
3: yeah they weren't wrong they absolutely it did.
4: wouldn't have been history if it was just like a normal appearance cuz nobody would have cared and Kamala would have said all her dumb talking points and they would have you know nothing would have been reported on it no but, yeah boy did they make history
2: and so let's discuss how this unfolded they have an entire segment of Hot Topics or whatever, they come back from commercial and Joy is like visibly confused. And we hear Brian say, uh, well, we hear Joy being like, something's happening. Like, what do you want me to do? And we hear Brian say that Sunny and Joy have to step off which has never happened, so it was very shocking. He's, like,
3: using that voice of, like, a flight attendant who's, like, trying not to alert people to, like, a huge mechanical failure. Yeah, You could hear, like, the panic behind his, like, customer service voice.
2: Yeah, I watched the TikTok last night of this guy who... There was, like, a whale, and he jumps off a boat to swim <laughs> with the whale. And then... uh his friend notices that it's actually like a great white shark and he's like that's a great uh uh, not a whale (laughs) (laughs) it was that same tone of voice and so brian is like you need to step off and joy is like uh we'll tell you why later brian says more information later it's a tease Step off
0: for a second. Okay. Anna and, and uh and, and we're gonna Sunny bring you back later. Have to okay, yeah. yes. And we'll tell you why. More information later, it's a tease. We'll ta- tell you why in a couple of minutes.
2: And then Joy so they step off and Joy says, um, shall I introduce the vice president? And you just hear this like voice, it's not Brian, but someone is just like, No.
4: Well you hear like yeah. Brian says, Yeah. And then you hear, no.
3: <laughs> and you see Brian, like, scrolling his phone, <laughs> clearly, like, refreshing emails. And then he's like, you hear really,
0: really quietly him being like, no? So shall I introduce the vice president? Yes. Okay. So, vice president. No. 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 Okay. Shall we dance? Let's do a tap dance. It's like, who's
3: driving this car? <laughs>
0: It's Barbara. Yeah, like, who was
2: the voice that said no? <laughs> it's Barbara. Barbara. Barbara <laughs> calling. Barbara has actually been on the line the whole time. She is every day. She's just never had to intervene like this before. <laughs> so then Joy kind of panics and goes to commercial, even though they had just mm. come back. Yeah. I was very lucky to be watching this live, and this was definitely one of those days where I got so riled up I forgot to go to my class. (laughs) (laughs) So they come back from commercial, and Joy is like, well, since this is going to be a major news story, we better tell you that Anna and Sunny have tested positive for COVID, Uh, Even though they have both been vaccinated
4: up their wazoo's. Like, why have to make it sound like they've been vaccinated more than other people?
3: Yeah. (laughs) In their wazoo. multiple
4: times. Right in the wazoo.
3: Boosters
2: up their wazoo. And then they just proceed to take audience questions (laughs) and just kill time as we're just left with this news that Sunny and Anna Mm -hmm. have been whisked away with COVID and and we're just left with Joy and Sarah and they're just like anyone have a question for us
3: and like the implication also behind everyone's mind is like did they just like give COVID to Kamala Harris Uh, yeah
2: Kamala Sarah Joy and the entire studio audience yeah the barbara like Barbara
3: on the line yeah (laughs) and then you know in the strangest twist of like be careful what you wish for like do you remember when they took um when they were talking to the loose women uh people the producers who were in the audience and then they accidentally asked that random woman a question and we were like ha 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 they should always ask audience (laughs) (laughs) questions It's like someone heard that and like put a witch spell and was like, be careful what you wish for, because this is what we got. But what I
2: loved is that when they finally when they were like, "Okay, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get those questions out there. Someone stands up to ask their question and immediately like Joy is like, what? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? I can't hear you. And then so we finally hear her question and this woman stands up holding an envelope and she's like, she's like, um, my question is for Kamala Harris. From my sixth grade students. She's like, what's, what's harder being the vice president or, or being a mom? And then Joy is like, look, Kamala's not here. I'm here.
0: Okay, For Regina, please repeat. it. Let's hear. Oh, it's not. Look, Kamala's
3: not here. I'm here. Kamala's not here yet. <laughs> she, it was like first question off the bat. She, the woman misunderstood what was happening.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, have you not been paying attention? Yeah. Kamala's not here. I'm here. And then uh, Joy and Sarah just proceed to answer that question as if it was for them. And the whole time that they're doing this, you can see Sarah's body language and you can see her like fidgeting with her wedding ring or something like she's I've never seen her so tense and fidgety because she's just like spiraling. (laughs) She doesn't know what's going on. The
3: unbelievable thing was that they did this for two and a half segments.
4: Yes. And one of the segments was all gay people. Yes. Like, the audience has never been gayer.
3: I know. Did you guys um, catch, like, Sarah's ally moment with Fortune Femster in the audience? <laughs> so there was, like, one of the people... One of the people who asked the question, their question was like, what's your advice you give to people who are starting out in the industry? And they were like, and and Joy was like, well, you have to have some type of discernible talent. Like, so the person was like, well, I sing. And so then Joy proceeded to kind of give them advice. And then after Joy was like done giving her advice, Sarah was like, and also just, you got to be yourself because there's only one of you and there's a ton of everyone else. And then she like winked and did like a little heart symbol with her hands. She w- and I was like, she's working for the Glad award.
2: <laughs> she's recruiting her for the gay volleyball team. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a man in the audience who was from People magazine. And he was like live tweeting his whole experience after the show being like, oh, we're still here. They're handing out COVID tests to the audience. And so I guess like the whole thing just ended up being Kamala Harris in her dressing room doing a remote interview for like seven and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. At the very end of the show, after vamping for the whole episode.
3: Well, one of my other highlights of the audience questions was when they asked Joy what she would love to go see on Broadway now that it's opening back up, and she was like, "What's even playing? I don't know," and like didn't know how to answer the question. So then Sarah chimed in and was like, "I love Wicked. I just love. <laughs> I love Wicked." She said, "She said I'm a sucker for Wicked." And then she told a story about how when Kristen Chenoweth was on The View, she sang and tap danced Sarah sang and tap dance for Kristen Chenoweth backstage, which I thought was just a great uh, visual. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other highlight was when they asked Joy what, everyone had a question for Joy, no one had a question for Sarah, but Sarah would have to end up answering them anyway. So someone asked Joy what your favorite thing to do in New York City yeah. is, and Joy basically explained like the with a purpose, and like what happens at a restaurant. <laughs> she
0: was like, yeah. I go, I love restaurants so much. You know, you don't know, like on a cold winter day when it's snowing and you're so hungry, and then you walk into a restaurant and they say, "Would you like a martini?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you say, "Yes, thank you so much."
4: I don't know. Was that the same question as what's your favorite spot in New York? Yeah, because and she then, started. Yeah, too. and then Joyce like my spot in New York. Well, I. Yeah, like, mm, like she hadn't been in a while. Yeah,
3: and, yeah. And Sarah, was and like, Sarah was. like trying to save well, it. I and
4: like Central Park, and Joyce like, <laughs> yeah, that's Joy a big spot, like, big
2: spot. Don't go there after dusk.
3: <laughs> yeah, Sarah said it can get a little
4: dangerous. <laughs> Come on. What's your favorite spot to go in the
0: city? What's your favorite spot to go? In I the heard city? that one actually. Okay. <laughs> My favorite spot to go to. Uh, uh, let's see. My favorite spot. Um I love Central Park. Central, Central Park. Park it's a is big like spot. You can get lost there. No matter how many years you're here, you can just let yourself loose. And Don't go there at dusk. There's certain. Don't animals. go there after dark. Super dangerous.
3: <laughs> they were really just riffing. And it was like, I would watch this as its own. Absolutely. Show. Well, it used to be. What was yeah. the
4: view after show or whatever? After the view. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. So I-
2: that happened on a Friday. And we had the whole weekend to spiral about it. Yeah. But pretty soon after, Anna started posting that it was a false positive And she ended up going on Anderson and doing an interview about it. Anderson tried to ask her, like, how did this happen? And she just kind of, like, did a, her usual, like, comedy routine and didn't really answer yeah. his questions. But was like, just want to clear that up. Like, I'm fine. And then... She didn't want to say Sonny's result because, well, you could kind of tell that Sonny was probably upset by this because of how Anna didn't want to reveal Sonny's results to Anderson. And Sonny was silent on social media all day after. Yeah. So we all had a feeling that this probably really hurt Mm Sonny, understandably. And uh, when they came back on Monday, Sonny and Anna were both there. And they still didn't explain what happened, except yeah. to say that there was a mistake. And Brian had to apologize to Sunny and Anna. And Sunny talked about how it, like, really affected her. Uh, and it the aff-
3: implications, like, the, the way that it affected her entire family. Mm.
2: Yeah, because Manny had to be pulled out of surgery, I believe. She said her mm-hmm. kids had to leave school. Mm-hmm. And also, just, like, how uncomfortable is that to have your, like, medical information just, like, blurted out on live TV? Yeah. And it's not even and to accurate. Be like...
3: Yeah, and it isn't even just, like, a regular day. It's, like, the whole thing is, like, we have to pull you because you might give COVID to
4: the, the vice, vice president. president. But also that it happened with the, like, Brian being, like, we need to ask you to leave the stage, but we'll tell you all later what's about just a tease they'll Why be back did you say it's yeah. a tease? that has to just be like nerves
3: yeah i think so sunny was um was like very upset when they were discussing it on monday and understandably so and then anna was like this is more material for my comedy hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was two it was like the two examples of like how people deal with like bad things happening yes like the person who like has to make a joke about it or they will just collapse it was
2: actually so perfect because Sunny was talking about how she got so much love from people but that she also Uh got a lot of hate and then she very seriously said when you meet your maker you'll have to figure that out and then there was like an awkward silence and then Anna's like well Don Jr. called me fat (laughs)
0: um and then there was this uh you know tweet from Junior, Donald Trump Junior. Apparently, he thought it was appropriate to take advantage of the false news that I had COVID to take a shot at my weight. And fortunately for you, you've got somebody in your family who you can call and discuss it with. Because imagine having a father whose butt is the size of a studio apartment in New Jersey. (laughs) Go get him, man! You on. on me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of our little catch-up episode. I hope that we hit all of the marks that we needed to hit over the last couple of months. We still have uh, another episode that is going to cover some of the more recent things that have happened in the last couple of weeks. So keep your ears open for that. So thank you so much for listening we really appreciate you and until the next time I hope you all have a great day and take a little time to
4: enjoy
3: Sarah's gay volleyball team
4: <laughs> hit it Abby that's
0: all folks see you later John Huntsman, the real job creator D.O.P. D-O-P. Come join the hunt see D-O-P. D-O-P. D.O.P. whose butt is the size of a studio apartment in New Jersey we're bringing Huntsman back We're right behind.